Welcome to the Evolvepreneur podcast channel, which is sponsored by Evolvepreneur.biz, a new online community-based platform designed to help develop your skills and knowledge to be massively successful in this new digital age. Your host today is John North, who is a three-time number one international best-selling author and strategic marketer. John's passion is to help business owners to master the online marketing world. Welcome to the Evolvepreneur podcast channel. My very special guest today is Tim S. Marshall, who's regarded as one of the most top motivational speakers in the US. He's also a life coach, entrepreneur, and award-winning author, as well as consultant to Fortune 500 companies. He's written seven books in two years on personal growth, entrepreneurship, young professionals, sales, leadership, millennials, breaking fear, and relation flips. <laughs> so welcome, Tim. I'm so grateful for your time today. I'm really excited to have a talk to you. Yeah, me as well. I look forward to it. Okay. So, um, what I like to do in the podcast is get a bit of an idea of, um, like, give some people some really good skills and some ideas and stuff they can implement. So one of the things I noticed was, you know, you wrote and you've written five books. So just tell me about the five books you've written because we talked about the thumbs before. That makes a bit of sense. And I've got a couple. Yeah. There, so. Yeah. Like when I when I go into either universities or if I do speaking events, you know, I'll I'll hold my hand up at the end mm-hmm. and I'll I'll tell everybody pay attention to your hand which is your thumb is personal growth, right? Is is being aware, understanding exactly what you can achieve in life. And sometimes those distractions will pull you off. That's my first book. The second book is be yourself, sell anything. It's the most important thing. Or one of the most important things you can do in sales is understand that um, people are about building relationships with people that they can relate to. Yep. So that's the second one. The middle finger is uh, relation slips, which is a combination of personal relationships as well as business relationships, because even in a personal relationship, if it goes bad, it can affect your performance at work yep. and, vice, and, 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 and vice versa. Yep. So that's very important. The uh, fourth finger is uh, millennials, our younger uh, generation you know, how to transition them out in the workforce with an ever-changing environment based on technology. Mm-hmm. So I give them life skills on how to achieve anything. Uh, the fifth finger is entrepreneurship, how to start a company from the bottom up uh, and be in charge. And then what holds the fingers together is the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. And once you get that down, which is the power of breaking fear, Yep you can pretty much achieve anything. And, you know, a lot of different things that we do in life, um, even in sales, is we have, you know, fear of rejection, fear of comparison, fear of competition, all these different fears. So once you start breaking through the fears, which is through activity, you start to become more yourself. And that's where, you know, I wrote the book, Be Yourself, Sell Anything. But the power, yeah, the power of breaking fear is really, you know, the epicenter of having a really, really strong foundation in a way that you can achieve either starting a company or being a top sales professional or even, you know, being strong in relationships. Yeah, I think that, yeah, you're pretty right. I mean, I was talking before about the fact that one of our most popular podcasts was actually fear itself, the fear of fear itself. Yeah. Some people are yeah. scared of fear, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, Tell me, I've got a couple of questions on, on sales. So you, you mentioned that you'd actually um, been a cop, you know, photographed a copy of Salesman, which I always reckon was the hardest, be the hardest task ever. 
Yeah. So tell me, you know, in terms of entrepreneurship, you know, what do you think the three things a person should focus on? So let's say they're not making a lot of sales right now or they're just not getting where they want to be. What do you, what do you think they should be focusing on to make sure that they're actually going to get those, get those revenues in? Um, the first thing I would say is this, is that you have to be your own business within a business, mm-hmm. especially in today's world. Even, you know, you can compliment a company, you can work for a company, you can sell for a company, but you have to be your own company. Yep. 100%. You have to learn life skills. And the most powerful thing in the wor- world is uh, yourself, is your words, how to utilize your words. Mm-hmm. You know, with so much technology today and social media, uh, you have to be aware of taglines, compelling words. So the tip is, is utilizing your words in a way where you can clarify your message. Um, and that's really how you become, you know, a top sales professor, you know, professional. And the other thing is that, you know, with those words, you want to leverage relationships. You know, relationships is not just about, you know, getting referrals um, or networking. It's leveraging your contacts with other people's contacts as well. And, and once you, yeah. For help, right? Just to essentially asking for help. For both. Mm. You know, I've gone into many customers where I said, you know, I, I've got, you know, 50 more calls this week. And, you know, I've got so many different customers that could use your services as well. Mm. And then next thing you know, you're, you're building a networking group and yep. you're creating a, a, just a giant tree. Yeah, you know, and people appreciate being referred. I mean, that's you know the best form of um, compliment at the end of the day, isn't it? So they'll, they'll jump yeah, mm. yeah. Because once you really start helping somebody, they're going to want to help you for the rest of their lives. Mm. And um, you know, I'll just give you a quick story about sound copiers and where I really practiced on using my words. Is you know, when I first started out, I had social phobia, and I had panic attacks. But I ended up prospecting. I would make 200 phone calls a day, and it was the worst thing I ever did in my life. And <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was not fun. I didn't like it, no. but I kept doing it until I got my first big appointment. Right. So I set up this demo for this copier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, great. This is going to happen. This is amazing. I'm going to get this sale. Yep. And the only thing I have to do is demo it, you know, make yep. sure it works okay. So when you so made the sale, right? So which is uh, I, yeah, I already. I'm like you're thinking you're gonna make the sale. You're far more confident. Yeah, than that, right. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. I just have to demo the copier. This is when I first started. Okay. And I put the paper in the document feeder and I press print, and it jammed. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I and then I did it again and it jammed again, and then I did it again and then it jammed inside of the system. And it actually got caught in what's called a fuser, and oh, then it caught fire. And it caught fire. Oh, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like sweating. I mean, it was just, it was so incredibly uncomfortable. And from that time on, from that very moment, it changed my life forever, because I would never let anything sell anything for me. Hmm. So I utilized my words in a way where I could just. Dis- describe technology, copiers, cybersecurity, managed network services, different technology in a way where you can really associate it with a person's needs based on empathy. So I practice utilizing my words where I never used any brochures anymore. And I never demoed any more equipment. Mm -hmm. And and 
I became the number one account manager in the USA for Toshiba for 10 straight years, just based on my words. And it was just practice. I wasn't such a great salesperson, but I love people. I leverage my contacts, but I utilize, you know, the art of using compelling words, you know, what's in it for the customer. And that's, that's the biggest thing that is, if there's, you know, any kids out there or anybody that's looking to really do well in sales, it's really, really practice your words, clarify your message. You know, it's so critical, especially with technology today, you know, best words win, you know, and everybody's an expert, like we talked about until you really find out the truth. Once you start doing due diligence and looking at their true background, mm-hmm. and um, it really uncovers a lot. So utilizing your words and backing it up with believing in yourself, which is the practice of speed and activity, mm-hmm. which is doing something over and over and over and over and over again until you become the product. Yep. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the advice. I know you asked me for three, but I think I gave you a little bit more, but <laughs> when I started selling accounting software, when I got out of working for a bank and I started selling accounting software, I thought the idea was to demo the software. And, and so I used to demo the software. And when the guy I used to work with, he used to go for three hour demos. Um, and, and I'm thinking the only reason this guy bought the software was that obviously he just felt sorry for him in the end and bought it to shut him up because he would just go on and on and on. And the yeah. times that I got to a point where I never actually did a software demo. I actually would do yeah. the demo in their head and I'd talk about their business and, and, and essentially hurt them because they were without this software, what are you doing manually? Put some money tags on and walk out. And I had 90%, I did 90% success rate, never demoed the software. And we're the largest Excellent. in Australia. And it makes a lot of sense because you learn eventually that if you start demoing the product, and, the, and again, you know, software breaks, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. Know, breaking in front of it. Yeah. I just stopped demoing. Yeah. As soon as I yeah. Started, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how that works. Yeah. And, and I think so. if you can't, I sort of could say, if you can't explain something to someone in simple language, then you don't know it well enough, right? Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. It's very, very, very true. And, um, you know, sometimes explaining something is utilizing analogies, mm. you know, stories too. You know, if, if I tell a story, you know, you have a 70% chance of 60, whatever it is, based on somebody really paying attention. And remembering so, it too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, so. Yeah. I got a bit of things in my book about selling chook eggs when I was like really young, like about 12 or 13, and, and people remember the eggs and don't remember the rest of the book. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it's, it's. It's amazing. It's like, yeah, in my, my book, The Power of Breaking Fear, I have a story in there when um, we got hit with a hurricane down here. Mm-hmm. And it was a category two. And most of the businesses were not open. But the ones that were, I went out and visited. Mm-hmm. And they were on generators. There wasn't any powers. The trees were down. But I had my biggest month ever based mm-hmm. on the fact that nobody else was doing it. Yeah. And because... Yeah. And the receptionists, they weren't there. So I had a chance to meet with the owners of the company. And I just said, why don't we just clean up your technology now? Mm. Get it straight, you know, and I absolutely crushed it. So Mm. my point is, is with, you know, what you're saying about your book is that, Mm. you know, I get a lot of people that, you know, always bring up that story in in my book, The Power Breaking Fear, about these little stories and analogies I put in. And that kind of sticks with them. 
And that's a, that's that's a big message in sales is, you know, having case studies of customers that either have had issues from maybe other competitors yep. and or success stories, but have good case studies that they can identify with based on storytelling. Yep. It is significantly important. Yeah, and the easiest way to sell, and I, when I do books, we used, I got the same way. Like we used to talk about stuff and I can get it down to about half an hour now. I just start digging, bringing out books and telling stories about each of the books. Yes, absolutely. Seven or eight books are going, oh, you obviously know what you're talking about. Yeah. You don't uh, talk anymore. And it's like, but I didn't talk about anything. All I did was talk about the books. But yeah. Yeah, people love stories. And at the end of the day, the whole world's built on stories, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So in your, in your book about fear, what what's the um, I guess what's the best way to overcome that fear? Is it uh, is it because it's irrational, or is it because people just don't have enough information? About it's you know what? It's a great question. It's because they don't have enough information. Right. The power of breaking fear is about awareness. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the first chapter. It's really it goes into high detail about how to become more aware of your surroundings, and a lot of times. We're not even aware of how we come across, True. you know, or, you know, I'll give you an example. Like when I was in seventh grade, I asked a girl out and it took me eight months to get up enough courage. And I didn't know I had 10 people behind me when I asked her out and she said, no, <laughs> and I didn't do it again for 10 more years. Oh, wow. So, but I gave it too much meaning. Right. So if I would have asked more girls, you know, over those 10 years, guess what? That fear factor would have gone down. Yeah. And the power of breaking fear is about learning and educating yourself in a way where you kind of use analytics or ma- mathematical measurements mm. to break through fear. And that's through activity. You know, that's in sales. That's in starting a company. You know, I, I started a company in 2008 right when the market crashed with a desk and a telephone and everybody thought I was just crazy. <laughs> you know, because I was top in sales. Why Why in the world would you do it? And I, I was in one of the worst areas in the U.S., Dade County. And I made Inks Magazine's list as far as one of the fastest growing companies for four years. And I was profitable every single month because I broke through fear. Mm. I learned before on how to sell. I learned before on what my weaknesses were. Was I scared and terrified? Terrified? Absolutely. Terrified. Mm. But I did it, you know, I did it. I did it anyway. Mm. And that's where, you know, the power break and fear. I've taken 20 years and I took notes and I met with thousands and thousands of businesses and I've worked with professional athletes and a lot of I've I've just been very blessed in the many individuals I've met with. But, you know, I've taken all that and I problem solved it in a way where not only have I taught it to to myself to achieve things immediately fast, but Mm. to other companies. But it is really the epicenter for all things is the power of breaking fears. Breaking fears, understanding if you're uncomfortable, it's normal. If you have self-doubt, it's normal. If you have fear of comparison, it's normal. Mm. You know, but you gotta act out and learn more. Learn, 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 practice, practice, practice. Mm. And then boom, freedom. It's like sport, right? At the end of the day, the thing is that if you don't get good at something, you should do it over and over again to a point where you don't have to think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, you know, I've worked with some professional golfers and, you know, they would say to me, well, you know, just like anybody, they might practice on the practice range, but then when they go out for the tournaments, they don't play the same way. Mm. And then I ask them, well, where do you practice? 
And they're like, well, you know, I go down to this place and I practice, you know, usually they, they take some distance away from people. And I'm like, put yourself in the middle of people and practice, <laughs> you know, get disrupted, have yeah. somebody that's, you know, taking up sods of grass next to you. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that way they won't know the difference between the practice and playing out in the tournament. And that's really kind of putting yourself out there. If it feels uncomfortable and it's something that's going to gain you into another direction of, you know, more fulfillment, do it yeah. over and over and over again. But practice good skills. I've got a friend who does um, does like uh, teaches people how to public speak, and one of the things he does is they actually take them to funny places. Like he puts them in a shark tank under <laughs> talk, right? Yeah. They actually, do their talk in front of under pressure. Um, yeah. Airplane, all these things. It's like, man, it's crazy. But at the end of the day, if they can talk through that, they can do that any time, right? It doesn't matter. You don't have to have a perfect situation to be able to make it work. And that's and you've nailed it because you're right. I mean, sometimes we try to think about having a perfect situation and, you know, life is, yeah, life's not perfect. Just like my laptop went down last night. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I got to use my cell phone. So it's, but that's the greatest thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a bit of an edge. Yeah. So, so we're going to run out of time here, so I want to ask a couple more questions. So um, yeah. something you talked about was um, a new venture you're doing called Lightspeed VT, which sounds interesting. Sounds like a sounds like a motor car company. But what do you? Yeah. What's it? What's that all about? Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, basically, what it is, it's virtual training. Right. So I signed up with a, a gentleman named Bradley in Las Vegas. He works with uh, Grant Cardone, Damon Johns from Shark Tank, and what I've done is I've taken my book, The Power of Breaking Fear, and I've turned it into a virtual training platform. So it helps people. You know, I've, you know, as you know, in business, I mean, it's not easy. So I help people go to point A to point B fast based on all the different things. And the same thing I've done for um, sales. So I've got a virtual training course on that and entrepreneurship. I never borrowed any money. So I built a business from the ground up from the bottom up. So I teach kids or anybody that's looking to reboot their life on, on how to achieve that, but it's virtual training. So I, I do it. I get in front of the camera. I don't use any notes. It's just all in my, you know, as we talked about, you know, like you said, you've created a lot of your own successes and you know, when you create your own successes, you become that and you have a gift to, to give to others. Mm. So that's that's what the virtual training course is all about. It's three to five minute, you know, kind of scenarios where I speak and then you have either critical thinking questions or you have role playing. But it really, really, really helps people excel fast. Mm. So I've I've worked with a lot of people and it's just the best thing about when you work with people and you see their, their success. It's yes. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. No, you, know? you, you can't really, money can't buy that sort of. No. You actually do no. They come up yeah. with said one word or you did something. And, yeah. And um, it's like I was, even on Facebook the other day, a couple of, I think about last year sometime, I saw this little thing that came up and it said, if you don't have a $25,000 a year program, you'll never sell one. And it was one of those graphics, right? Yeah. And um, at the time, I didn't really have one. So we decided to have one. And then about a week later, I sold it. So, so like, and then we sold two more in the next six months. And it was interesting because a lot of people have these different things and they go, well, higher ticket items sometimes is a way of moving your business forward quickly. And you're not valuing, valuing yourself well enough anyway, probably. 
So you're not in a situation where you can, you know, push yourself a bit, get out of that fear factor. So never going to buy that. No one's going to buy that. Yeah. And actually, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And and you nailed it. I mean, sometimes we, you know, look at certain things as too much of a risk, mm. but in reality, you know, when you've done it, you know, when you can teach somebody how to excel in something, it's not a risk. Mm. It's a huge value for them. Mm. It's a, you know, and, and, you know, we were talking earlier and it's like your experience says it all, mm. you know? So it's, if you can share that and give it away and, mm. you know, those type of programs, they might sell oh, 25 grand or whatever it is. But when you can save somebody a lifetime yeah. of, you know, problems, or you can make somebody millions of dollars, 25 grand is nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So and it's, it's all about a commitment to me. It's like them, you know, I think if you more, you pay the more you pay attention. So at the end of the day, you know, and they do like all they all show up on time. They yeah. Yeah. Previous week's homework. They're paying attention. Yeah. Pay I like that. I'd be doing nothing. I'd be still chasing <laughs> the first step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. The more you pay, the more you pay attention. Yeah. That's true. I did yeah. see on that particular thing with someone else, but it was all right. Yeah, I like that though. That's good. That's yeah. a good takeaway. And I think that's the thing is if you if you're selling services and and you want people and you're having trouble with people implementing it, I think charge more money. You'll yeah. To pay up, then well, they'll, they'll pay attention. They'll do it. You know, because well, and that's one of the things too. It's like when I was in sales and starting my own company. I mean, I was never the cheapest. I just wasn't. Because I knew I was going to give good service, you know, hands down, mm. you know, I have relationships with companies like Citrix and, you know, a lot of, a lot of big companies, small companies, medium sized companies. But when you care about the customer yep. more than anything else, you know, there's a, there's an extreme value in that. Yeah. So it's like, don't, you know, I tell kids, don't cut yourself short. If you're in it to win it and you love people and you're willing to give, mm. you know, there's a, there's a tremendous value with that. Mm. so makes an interesting yeah i think at the end of the day like when i do presentations i i wait for them to ask the price until they, until they ask the price i know they're not interested so yeah like, yeah so that if i get off the call i've had calls you know like we've done book book clients and i got the call and i never asked how much and they said oh well you know well you know send me a quote and it's like well there's no point because you didn't ask the price so you weren't actually prepared to pay yeah and that's so, true don't even bother sending the quote <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like i oh, just a you know I'm never going to talk to you again. I've lost your number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the last question I had was about um, the Marshall Growth Institute, Institute which mm -hmm. I was told about is something you're setting up as well. So you're a busy guy, so you're doing lots of things, which is good to see. Like a, yeah. Someone, ask someone who's a busy person to get stuff done usually. Yeah. It's uh, seven days out of the week. But yeah. um, the Marshall Growth Institute is really – you know, it's it's my information and it's other people's information that I'll be putting under virtual training. Right. So if somebody's got experience and they're an expert and they really have built a lot of value, mm -hmm. um, then yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow them to go on underneath that growth institute. And if they can help somebody learn and earn, then you know that's one of the diversifications that I offer inside of that institute. So the power of breaking fear. Um, I'll have some corporate attorneys in there underneath their programs, sales. Um, I have, I work with somebody that is an expert in, uh, body language communication. Um, she's absolutely just amazing. And another sales 
professional as well and he's got material and nice. you know so it's like you you bring in the you know the best that care the most and mm. and you've got something that's really special so that's what the marshall growth institute is that's interesting so maybe we'll have to yeah. get back on and talk about it once it's up and running <laughs> yeah absolutely well it's all it's it's taped and now it's just being edited and it'll be released in the next couple of weeks so nice yeah yeah Editing's always the fun bit <laughs> yeah for editing you as you it's like the waiting game yeah. you know it's like when is it done when yeah. is it done when is it done when is it done you know what i mean so most, most of guys who get they get very perfectionist on it and it's like <laughs> yeah i know so absolutely um, Give me a bit of an idea, like, and one of the things I was sort of close, I've got another question for you was, you know, you said you started a company with nothing, which is kind of what I did as well. Um, when I started my company off, it started very little money. So self-funding is something's interesting because a lot of people think, go and borrow some money or, or, or um, you know, basically you've got to have money to start a business. And I don't really think that's a good idea because if you've got money, you'll seriously burn it fast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any experience, right? So you're just basically spending it anyway. So you're actually better off not having any access to money. And, and you're, you can't say yeah. then you, you're doomed anyway. Isn't it? You're very wise. <laughs> you're very wise. Yes, that's true. So I started a company. Um, I took out a loan and I never used it. No, I, I literally just used my communication skills and I leveraged one contact. Mm -hmm. And I went into him and I said the same thing. You know, I'm in front of X amount of business people per day. Why don't we leverage our contacts? Yep. And that from one, one contact, I built up 5,000 corporations in six years. Wow. So, and I, I never borrowed money and uh, I was profitable every single month. And it's funny, I did a speaking kind of event at, at an accounting office and it was kind of virtual training and, and I was in a big conference room and I told everybody that. And they're like, mm, I don't know if that's, you know, okay. Is he, did he really not borrow any money? Did, was he really profitable? And then at the end, I said, guess who did my accounting? <laughs> you did. <laughs> and then the, the president of the accounting just shook his head. He goes, yep. Mm. So there you go. But it can be done, but it's all based on, you know, learning, mm. leveraging your relationships, building value way beforehand. You know, connecting the dots beforehand, writing the playbook beforehand. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be complicated, but when you leverage certain people, especially people that maybe you don't have all the answers to or with for, you know, reach out to them. I mean, even before I started my company, I reached out to competitors that, did, that I didn't compete with, yep. but I, I absolutely asked them, you know, I was just, you know, scared. I was worried, you know, I had bills and, and I'm like, and I was already, you know, doing well in sales. So I'm like, okay, but I, you know, people like to help people as long as they're not competing against you. <laughs> so, but yeah, but it was, it really helps out when you ask somebody that has built companies from the bottom up mm -hmm. or that have a lot of information based on that. It's just, it's amazing. And that's why I did, that's actually the reason why I wrote the books because I took all the notes over 20 years in the virtual training. Gotcha. So it's like a, a shortcut everybody so they don't have to be terrified and, and, you know, they can succeed, you know, and knock on wood. I mean, I started off at 20 with the seventh grade education. I turned my life around. So I know what it's like to hit a, hit a bottom. Yep. But from the time I got up and learned how to be myself and really break through fear, I've had setbacks, but I, I've really crushed it, you know, and it's just back on deck. So at the end of the day, it's like a, 
they say like if you're a billionaire and you lose all your money, what do you do? Well, you yeah. people you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and go from there. So I think that's the thing. About, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about borrowing money and, and what happens there. And I think that's a good good way to do it. And I think it, and we used to, when I was selling accounting software, we always worked out what they wanted. So they might want something. Like you might talk to them, so I got this great little HR checklist or something. And back in the days when we had fax machines, um, I'd get off, I'd get on my phone on the way out and I'd ring up and say, can you fax them this document that said, you know, these tips or something, just to prove that we could do something for them. And that always seemed to work well because they ended up thinking, well, okay, well, he's, he's, he's done a little promise. He's, he's followed through on a promise. Whereas most people say, oh, I'll do this for you. We never hear from him again. And so we that is that work really huge. interesting. So, yeah, so even just simply just promise something and deliver it. Um, nowadays is really good because I can be on the phone talking to them and send them the email on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why are you still talking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's good advice, you know, for kids out there is what you just said is, you know, deliver on your promises mm. and you'll have a customer for life and follow up. I mean, yeah. follow up is so key and you never know when somebody has, you know, they have a bad day and you might say, okay, well, they don't have, they don't have interest. Well, no, they had a bad day, mm. you know, or maybe you're not talking to the right person or whatever it is, but keep following up, mm. you know, and then make sure it's not a condition versus an objection, mm. you know, and you know, you know, condition is something that you just can't come or, you know, come around and problem solve, but mm. an objection is something you can. So, mm. you know, following up is, is really, really critical even if if somebody doesn't give you what you think is a good answer or good communication it could you know everybody's busy and you might catch somebody at the wrong time so don't give it too much meaning yeah so, yeah don't take offense to it i think i think you know people as you said really early on there like you attach something to something that happened to you and you, and you hang on to that and the reality yeah. is back because it's not what you think it is anyway and something else yeah what you attach to that for and it's like they've probably got the same thing in their own mind but the reality is you know you you grab these things particularly when you're younger i think it's it's always the set i said something the other day where careful what the teachers tell you because that stuff can stick for a long long yeah. time and and they yeah i'm oh, just at early days of saying something that you know or you're not very good at like your example of saying you're not very good at something you never be in sales or whatever the reality is is that that didn't hold you back. You didn't accept that as them knowing anything. You just go and try. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem. Other people's opinions don't matter. <laughs> uh, no, they, they don't matter. I mean, even when I sold my company, we're very profitable. It was like, dude, you're crazy. They mm -hmm. called me crazy when I started the company, going into outside sales. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't a writer. And then all of a sudden, boom, I wrote a book that turned out to be very, very good. The power of breaking fear. And everybody's like, oh, okay. He's not crazy. <laughs> and then it's, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah. do, you know, we all have one life, live it. Yes. You know, the way we want. Yeah, so. life is too short. I think the other day I, I decided not to worry about something with a customer because it was life was too short. Like I didn't want to do it. Like I could yeah. happen. Right? So yeah. One of the benefits of doing it for a long time is you can actually play out a whole deal in front of yourself first up and then decide, yeah, <laughs> I don't think that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As we get older, we're like, hmm, you know, is that going to bring me down or bring me up? Mm. And I'd rather be brought up. <laughs> so, yeah. So tell me, um, how to, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Like, um, you've got a website, which we'll put up the links for. Yeah, it's, it's Tim S. 
marshall.com tim s marshall.com that's an easy one <laughs> yeah yeah and um for all your kids out there um you know i got lots of books but the best i mean the the really rock solid book is the power of breaking fear that's 20 years of notes i mean i've got great sales books entrepreneurship and all that but if you feel like fear is holding you back i mean that's that's the bridge way to achieve anything because that really does help out in the you know in the sales and entrepreneurship is is breaking through the fear and it's amazing once you do that how fast you accomplish things that you never thought you could mm. yeah it makes sense yeah, yeah. i think yeah, yeah that holds a lot of people back i think fear is the big one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You call it the FUD principle, fear, doubt, and uncertainty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fear of the unknown. Yeah. You know, I, I, I go into universities. That's a topic. Fear of the unknown when these kids graduate. Mm. You know, yeah. well, I tell them, you know, it's the unknown is not knowing. Learn. Mm. You know, put yourself out there. Network now. You know, study companies, study whatever it is. Even if you don't like something, I didn't like sales to begin with. I didn't like it at all. Mm. But then I began to love it. So maybe it's you know it's a career that you don't like, but maybe you're not doing enough to be good at it. Mm. Yeah, and I think at the end so, of the day, like I think until you've tried something a lot of times, you say you don't really know whether you're good at it or not. And sometimes you're good at something that you least expect. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to me a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. So I'm sure you as well. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have this 10 year thing. I'll last about 10 years on something. Then I get bored with it and move on to something else. <laughs> That's, you know what? I know somebody similar to, to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Very similar. About a couple of years. Cause as you get a bit older, like the 10 years is not going to work out too good. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of years, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yep. Actually very similar. <laughs> Reinvent yourself. Yes. I've got actually got a friend who's actually going to start a whole um, course and stuff around the concept of reinvention. He actually reinvented himself from being like a, I think he went from like a policeman to a stockbroker to a film producer, which is totally so many different, completely different. And he said, you know, that people don't understand that they can change and do something totally different. They don't have to do the same thing they've done. All that. Although the millennials nowadays probably don't think that way at all. Like the, I think our generation. Yeah. You, you know, your father would say, "Look, you stay in that job for forty years." You know, yeah, watching away you go. But nowadays, they don't kind of hang around that long, and it's probably a good thing because I think you know, see, life is too short. Why do the same job if you don't like it? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I for personally, it's like I've reinvented myself so many different times that I thought I never could ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought I'd be in front of thousands of people or you know on TV or radio or you know, but it's just. Anything is possible, as you said, is just, you know, it's just, it's doing it, learning about it, making changes, you know, life is short. And if you want to make a change, just learn about it. Well, at the end of the day, what could, so, what, what, what's worse could happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, right? You didn't die. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the greatest thing. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. And that's, you know, even the fear of rejection in sales. What's the worst that can happen? You know, keep practicing, building relationships, creating relationships with strangers everywhere you go. The more diversity you have and to communicate with anybody and everybody, the more success you're going to be. So, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jim, for so much for your time. Like, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'd probably like to get you on again and we'll probably pick up one subject rather than lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I really like you a lot. I'm not just saying you're, you, you know, your stuff and, and, 
you got a lot of wisdom. So who's ever listening or watching this, this guy is good. <laughs> well, I reckon you look pretty good too. So I did some research yeah. today, and so I was listening to some of your some of your stuff, and I'm thinking, it's pretty good stuff. Like a lot of times, yeah. when you just get that kind of, you know, feeling that they're not really, you know, interested in you. And, and one of the things I did not like about your website was was really about you, you know, interested in them and what, yeah, and how you could help them. And I think that's important. So, yeah, it's yeah. So thanks so much, yeah. and um, yeah. I'll try and get you on again sometime. That'd be fantastic. Absolutely, I, w- I would love to. And for uh, sure. we'll put up the links on the website, and 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 obviously we're doing a video of this as well, so um, we'll actually link the two together. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, you can also get a video version of it. Um, we're not doing anything exciting, but we're talking, right? So yeah, uh, cool. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, take care. You've just been listening to another great Evolvepreneur podcast interview. We hope you enjoyed it. Please visit evolvepreneur.biz today to find out more about our online community and how you can take part.